We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My, my grandma, my German grandma, what do I say? It's because she's got the big brain. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, you know, babies are just top heavy. You yeah, know? they they were afraid I had hydrocephalus, like water on the brain, <laughs> instead of love on the brain. It's water on the brain. <laughs> Got water on the brain. <laughs> Welcome to, to the, the Holy, Holy Hour. Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. Um, and every time I'm like, wait, what the fuck do we say? I was just thinking that right before I said my name. I was like, who, 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 uh, Amelia Sampson. <laughs> who am I? Well, and then I, I caught a whiff it? of your your bevy. Oh, I'm drinking um, another Topo, Topo Chico. Chico. It's strawberry guava. It smells a little bit. And don't take this offensively. It smells a little bit like a Four loco. It does. So it I just like had... Oh, it does smell like four loco. Yeah, I think it's just the strawberry, mm-hmm. you know. It doesn't taste like it, though. Um, but I also read up on Topo Chico. You know how, like, they were in trouble for having, like, cancerous substances Yeah, I in told there? you about that. Yes. They fixed it. <gasps> Good! Yeah. <sighs> Thank God. Okay, folks, we can drink Topo Chico So again. we're back. Not that I was ever going to stop drinking seltzers. <laughs> this episode <laughs> is not sponsored by... Topo Chico. You know what we should really start Topo doing? Topo Chico. It's like really obviously blocking out logos to make these companies pay us. <laughs> <laughs> Topo Chico's like, we're just we always need... drinking a hard salty. Yeah, I'm currently drinking a vodka soda. Nice. Yeah. Good choice. That um, feels like a good Monday drink. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I almost did. I have these prebiotic sodas. Ooh. Almost did that. Prebiotic? Mm-hmm. Instead of probiotic? Mm-hmm. What is prebiotic? I looked it up. Can't remember all the specific differences, but a prebiotic is supposed to prime your body for the probiotic. So they kind of work together. Hell yeah, brother. For, but How I don't have the probiotic. I only have the prebiotic. Have we just gotten the weaker moment. as we've evolved? Like the cavemen didn't yes. have pre and probiotics. Maybe they did I mean, naturally. I'm sure a lot of them also died more often that's true like in um from like I love dysentery Girl, died oh, yeah. at like the ripe age of 30 yeah <laughs> yeah exactly or uh like fuck what's that the organ trail game did you ever play that no no was everyone that the one dies that everyone dysentery played in school yeah i never played that 
I loved that game. Did you play Mavis Beacon? Did you use Mavis mm-hmm. Beacon? The typing? You didn't use Mavis Beacon. I don't think so. Oh my God. That was like peak. Do you ever look at those things from your childhood or like, like really like repressed oh, memories? Yeah. Do you remember just... Zoom Beanies? Did you ever play Zoom Beanies? No. Zoom Beanies? Yeah. What is that? You make these little, these little guys and then you do math with them, but you go on adventures no yeah. your school sounds much cooler than my school but we I only got to play that in computers class yeah same with Mavis Beacon it was like uh so I got on AOL when I was like seven because I like just loved talking to people my mom was like if you get on any fucking chat rooms I was like, I <laughs> and I was in chat rooms before they were like I should have given scary. you a mic <laughs> yeah. they've always been scary oh my god uh yeah but before they were like publicly known to be horrible um, I was in chat rooms, but yeah, so I was on AOL really young, uh, with strict rules, which makes sense. And so you I were passed. typing at age seven. Yep. So I, there's a picture of me at four, like at a computer, just like, I was always primed to be working in tech, <laughs> but it's cause my dad and my mom were both in tech. Um, my mom was in uh, advertising. My dad was in tech sales. I think he's told me a million times and it just, for whatever reason, <laughs> will not stick. Um, but uh, I got through the the typing course like a month before everyone else, and I felt like such a fucking baller. You like, made a speak yes. in my bitch. These fingers are fast as fuck, boy. <laughs> uh, anyways, we have some Anywho, topics yeah, well, to cover today. I haven't gotten any of that. Uh, what were your topics again? Oh, I watched this. Um, so you know, how I said that I've been watching TV in the shower. <laughs> Because I have no time to watch TV otherwise. <laughs> so I've been watching, specifically, I've been watching YouTube clips, like mm-hmm. my favorite creators. And um, for whatever reason, I think because I've been researching the Gabby Petito case so much, mm-hmm. Dr. Phil is now popping up on my <laughs> like Discover page on YouTube. And um, there was this story that I thought was fascinating. And I think it's really easy to make light of it. So I'm going to try really hard not to because it's actually pretty sad. I'll prime it with this girl had a lot of trauma, a mm-hmm. lot of trauma. Um, but she fell in love with this woman on the internet and was convinced that she was like communicating with her telepathically and was like, there were clips of her being like, she would like her water was on a table and she was like, Oh, you see the water moving a little bit that's Jasmine. Jasmine's moving my water. She's like, Hey babe. And like all this stuff. And she like drove to meet Jasmine, like by herself with her dog and like was like, yeah, Jasmine's going to move her stuff into my apartment. Um, blah, blah, blah. And like all this time, Jasmine had no idea who this girl was. They'd never talked. Like they sent a few messages back and forth where Jasmine's mm-hmm. like, why am I your header photo on Twitter? Like, I don't even know you. And then this girl, is she like, is the girl Jasmine like just a regular person. She is like a famous college like, athlete, I okay. think. Um, and she kept saying to, I want to say this girl's name is Brianna. She kept saying to Brianna, like, I do not know who you are. Leave me alone. And then Brianna would like send her Jasmine nudes, like thousands of nudes. And fuck? yeah, it was just like, it was bananas. And so Jasmine got Brianna's mom involved and she um, she was like, if you don't make your daughter stop, like I'm getting the authorities involved. And Brianna was just like, yeah, well, like she would tell me to leave her alone. And then she would like, you know, start doing stuff like 
delete pictures one by one and I would message her and she would delete another picture and then I would message her and she'd delete another picture and that was her way of communicating with me she would like subtweet me all the time even though she was telling me to leave her alone and then they had them both on stage they brought Jasmine and Dr. Phil and Brianna was like I just want to like shake you and tell you to stop acting because I know that you know that we're supposed to be together and like it was just like I was thinking about how like to some degree I feel like we all kind of do that sometimes like Oh, like he's subtweeting me, you know, like mm-hmm. little like in micro. Like, oh, my God. He put a song on his story. Yeah. It's about me. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he saw I was also listening to it. Like, oh, my God. I haven't talked to him in days and he just watched my story. He's for sure in love with me. Like, I feel like uh-huh. we all do that. But like seeing it in such like an intense, like to like the nth degree of her thinking that they were like married in their minds, but like they just couldn't say it out loud was bonkers. Yeah. It was fascinating I don't know it was really sad but then Dr. Phil the reason I got so enthralled in this is Dr. Phil ended up like kicking this Brianna girl off of his stage for being like disrespectful Dr. Phil's a fucking joke yeah he sucks like for so many reasons um he's not a real doctor fun fact yeah I think I knew that it sucks he got he like (laughs) lost his license like a very long time ago but he's just like a television doctor um but yeah like after exposing like all of her trauma on television in front of this whole audience he then like humiliates her by like kicking her off the stage that just fucking blows also this reminds me of something you and I were talking about the other week um I was talking to uh one of my friends and she was like she's so easy to talk to and get along with and she was like it happens to me all the time where people are like uh, they're like, we have such a great connection. And she's like, I don't really know you. Yeah. Like you just feel comfortable being yourself around me. So you don't like me. You like yourself. Yeah. So that's like good news. But like, just because you feel like you can be yourself and doesn't mean that we have a connection, like I, a romantic connection or something like that. So yep, that could have, I feel like that's also very well. One of those things of like, this girl probably saw this this other girl on the internet and was like, wow, I really relate to a lot of this stuff that she's saying. Yeah. Right. And I, then, yeah. And then, like, making it into something in her head. Yeah. Because she, yeah, you want permission to like yourself. Totally. It was interesting because Brianna, I guess, I also don't, still don't know if I'm calling her the right name, but I'm committed now. <laughs> Brianna, um, she was straight like she identified as straight she only dated men and then all of a sudden she saw jasmine's picture she's like i'm a lesbian and dr phil as much as i have negative things to say about him had a really good point of him saying like all of this came after like a month after this like last very traumatic event in her life like she had been raped she had been assaulted she had been attacked like all of like back to back to back to back And then after the last instance, she like fell in love with Jasmine. And he was like, when it's in your mind, it can't hurt you. And like when it's also like something that you're not like actually like invested in, like she's not typically attracted to women. It's like she was able to be removed enough and dissociated enough from it that she like created this thing in her mind that like couldn't hurt her. And I just thought, I don't know, it makes a lot of sense. Like, Mm -hmm. of course you would. And now I'm wondering like what smaller scale type things we do or have done to protect ourselves yeah I mean it's so that's so interesting Mm -hmm. I love that I want to look into it I should I should really send you this I had to like piece the whole thing together they don't have full episodes online and they have like four minute (laughs) clips so I was like trying to string it together by myself what was (laughs) really hard being me (laughs) what was like the the more recent one 
like in the last few years that became like a meme um like one of the girls on cash it. me outside yeah 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 she bad baby is her rap name that's who yep. she is fucking badass she has turned that whole thing into a full-blown career she's making so much money off of this and she's a really good rapper like she ha- i remember she has like one song that i was like that's bad baby this yeah. is kind of a bop she has i can't a remember really what it is songs. that's funny she has a song called gucci flip-flops that is on all of my <laughs> party playlists it's so good good but for her she exposed dr phil she dr phil sends these kids to um something like neverland ranch or something stupid what like the that fuck? that is like that place is cursed yeah it's supposed to like straighten out kids and like make them like behave well but they like torture these children they like make them sit up straight for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and like don't let them sleep and like they like really torment them and they abuse children yep yeah to like set them straight pretty fucked oh my god anyway going back to what your friend was saying about like people feeling like they know somebody like i've been running into that a little bit Mm -hmm. i think i always have like before i had like any sort of like internet presence like people would always be like but you've been flirting with me like no i like i really haven't you're like am i flirting or am i just hot and talking (laughs) and being nice yeah i think that's what's so sad like a lot of these people that would get like really attached to me were people that people aren't nice to you know so it's like whenever anyone's nice it's like she's in love with me i totally know what you mean i feel like i struggled with that a lot when i was younger Mm -hmm. and everyone had like a best friend and i didn't and i was like oh i'll just be friends with like new people i don't know yeah just try and make my own friends and then they'd end up being like a weird pathological liar (laughs) oh my god yeah we talked about that in one of our episodes yeah i know i mentioned to you um that you follow dove clark yes on twitter yes and she has been spilling some tea about her breakup and her ex yes and some of these red flags are like they're just they might as well be sirens and uh, but also I'm like not blaming her, you right, know? Right, right, right. I think that this happens a lot to everyone where mm-hmm. you're just like, you keep the bad things a secret because you're like, I'm going to try and make this work. And if I tell people about this thing that I know is not good, um, it's going to make them dislike that person and they won't be supportive of our relationship, you know? Yeah. So um, one of the things that she said was like, he asked her to like move in with her and then also shortly after was like we spend too much time together and I like am annoyed by that and I'm annoyed with you so while he was gone uh she got all of her friends to move all her shit out (laughs) and then he was like that was mean oh yeah oh my god I did see that god this this guy sounds like a fucking nightmare Mm -hmm. which is like I honestly think this happening to Dove Clark is like so important because she's so beautiful and so educated and funny and successful and it still happened to her she started out as like trying to be so like smart and put like she started out being so put together and like kind about this breakup Mm -hmm. and then I think it just started piling up and she was like no fuck this yeah, guy yeah and <laughs> because God. you open your eyes when you're out of it yeah they they say love is blind for a reason mm-hmm. and then there's also that quote from bojack horseman red flags just look like fat flags when you're wearing rose-colored glasses mm-hmm. i fucking love that quote it's yeah. so true yeah so true i think it's so 
easy. It is so easy to look back and be like, how the fuck did I miss this? Mm -hmm. But you're so right. People don't say things to their friends in the moment. I mean, that was the shit that I was going through when I was going through my breakup with my ex. Like, thank God I told you that I had been talking to him when I did, because that was right before everything came tumbling down. But I felt really alone in that. Like you knew Katie knew, and that's it that we were talking again. That's it. And like, I was so used to being able to lean on everybody, but it gets to the point when like, you are embarrassed that you're putting up with shit like it's embarrassing to like be like yep I'm doing this again or like yeah I moved in with a guy that like doesn't want me to ever be around like who's gonna admit to that I think um most of us get to an age where we're like okay even though I don't like how this person is treating my friend Mm -hmm. they're choosing to be with them and I don't want them to feel like they can't be safe talking to me because they know I don't like them yes So I've had conversations with friends in the past where I'm like, I know that you've told me about this in the past and like I have told you to end it and I've asked like if when you're going to end it, but I don't want you to feel like I don't like want to be around them or I don't like them or like you can't talk to me about it because I just like if you're happy, that's the most important thing. Yeah. So sometimes we all have a different path. Yes, you we know, do. you, you got to trust your gut sometimes. And sometimes your gut says to stay with this shitty person. Yeah. I told you this earlier this week, like, um, or last week I had this realization mm. that hit me. I was on a walk and I've been trying to like purposefully go on walks and stay and like get in my own body and be connected instead of just having a ton of thoughts running around. Cause mm-hmm. that's what I have been doing. It's mindfulness. Baby. One of my favorite things during like peak quarantine when I couldn't see anyone except for you yeah. <laughs> was, um, going on walks by myself and just like listening to music and like being like feeling like so connected to myself and like my higher self and like everything Your around me. Self. I haven't heard you say that in so long. Yeah. I'm I trying to like get that. back in touch with her. Love that. <laughs> so I, I've, I've been trying to more consciously do that because I really liked like feeling so like connected with myself and my surroundings. Anyways, I had this realization that everything shitty that happened with Schumann had to happen the way it did because I've always been like, yes, it's like a lesson for me and like I've learned so much, blah, blah, blah. But I never thought about the context of like how things happened and like why it had to happen that way yeah like I realized that if he didn't do all this shady shitty things and like elope really quickly (laughs) shortly after uh cheating on her with me that he would have probably just stuck around Mm -hmm. and been this ghost in my life like dragging me down and I would have allowed it yeah and I think it happening the way it did both showed me like who he really is and showed me like I deserve way more than that. Yeah. Anyways, all this to to say, um, have you ignored any like major red flags or like kept them a secret? Like what's the worst one you can think of? Cause I have some pretty gnarly ones that I'm like, what the fuck? I, yeah, I mean, like, my ex had a bunch of red flags through the whole relationship and that he also knew and that he was, like, telling, like, hello, <laughs> I have these red flags. Like, he was literally like, what are you, get away from me? You should 
be scared. And I was like, no, it's fine. So that was a whole different thing. But um, the guy that I was dating before my ex, I don't even think he has a nickname on here. Fucking waiter. We're going to call him waiter. Actually, I think you have talked about him because I remember that. Did I call Monica. him waiter? I think so. Oh my god. Okay. Well, here's he's for all of it's our like the l- most lifers. Yeah. He's popping up thing again. He's done that. You were like, he's the fucking worst. But he um would he didn't go to my school, but he would come up to see me, and mm-hmm. he like really wanted to be exclusive with you me. You did tell me this. Uh-huh. Okay. But then he wouldn't. None of his friends knew. So I, and I was too young to be like why aren't you telling your friends about me? You know, like I didn't, I didn't put two and two together, but then I found out that he was bragging all of his friends about fucking all of these chicks on the side. So after he was the one that wanted to be exclusive. So I honestly think me being a secret from his friends was off the top of the dome. I'm sure there are a hundred other red red flags I've ignored in the past, but that's probably like the biggest one Mm -hmm. was being a secret after he wanted to be exclusive. It wasn't even like, I was like, can you be my boyfriend? Yeah. I want it. Yeah. Uh, I tweeted this. Um, oh my gosh. Shoe man. Before I moved to Seattle, uh, he asked me to move in with him and was like annoyed that I had belongings that I brought with me to his place. And if you want to know what those belongings are, they were pictures of us and my family and my clothes. I'm not even fucking joking. Those are the only things I brought because I was like, okay, well he already has all of this stuff and it's way nicer than mine and it already all matches. So like, I don't need to like bring others more shit. He already has all this shit. And then he, I was like, what do you think? And he's like, I guess I'll have to get used to it. And I I was like, what did you think? There was going to happen. No redeeming features of this man. No, he's not even attractive. No. I was thinking about it and I was like, he is the least attractive person I've dated. He was the least attractive and he treated me the worst. (laughs) What a combo. I know. I went through, that just reminded me, I went through my ex's phone um, the first year that we were dating and I found a conversation he was having with his ex about wanting to break up with me. Have I never told you this story? No. She's the one that she recently messaged me on Instagram. She's the one that sent me that very long text on Instagram. That was like, I've always felt connected to you. Do you remember that? It was like probably a year ago now, honestly. She was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a long time ago. I never answered. Um, But she was like, how are things going with Amelia? And he was like, I don't know. And she was like, what are you just getting bored? And he was like, yeah. Um, I want to break up with her and we were at dinner. We were celebrating our six months. No, no, it was later. Cause we had our six months in the summer. It was like right when we got back to school. Um, so it must've been like 10 months and I was, he handed me his phone to show me something else. And I just like opened up his text, like across from the table from him and was going through his text while he was sitting there watching me. And I read this conversation in plain sight. Yep. I love that for you. I was like, my heart was in my ass. I was like, God damn it. So, um, once we got home, I asked him about it and he was like, of course, like, 
apologizing and da da da. But like, that's one of those things that like, then we stayed together for six and a half, seven and a half more years. <laughs> I mean, he, he I, cleaned up his behavior a lot, but I totally get that. Like when you, you already know, like if they say the right thing that you're going to forgive them. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it's really hard to get out of that headspace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you, when you love someone and I, we should, I feel like we should dedicate a whole episode, honestly, to the Gabby Petito case because there's so much going on. But I feel like ga- the stuff that's in the news right now with Gabby Petito and like everybody saying like their relationship was going down the tubes, the female cop that was talking to her at the scene was like, you should leave. And she was like, I don't want to, I have a lot of anxiety about leaving. And then like this happens, you know? Yeah. And that's obviously an extreme example. Not everybody that's in a manipulative relationship is going to get killed allegedly by their fiance. But that's the kind of shit that happens. Like smart, bright people, like beautiful, happy, friendly, like end up in these toxic cycles that, yeah, they can't even they can't get out of and it gets so deep you can't identify when something is getting so bad that like you're going to lose your life out over it and then like multiply that times like 50 for like people of color who are just entirely dismissed yes um the other thing oh this is a hot button topic I really want to talk to you about I feel like women are a lot kinkier than men (gasps) I keep talking have just kind of always like I was thinking about it the other night where I was just like yeah I think that like men are are more likely to be pretty vanilla and I feel like a lot of women are like waiting for like a guy to be like down as fuck to like do something a little weird you know like um very interesting I was specifically thinking about like years ago one of my friends was said he was like hooking up with this girl and then like in the middle of them like fucking the girl was like put something in my ass and then he was like shit so he like <laughs> put she, he was like whoa, whoa, whoa like what and she's like anything and then he like found a sharpie and like put a sharpie in her butt which don't do that guys it needs to have a flat end wait also- <laughs> i said this so many times otherwise it'll just Anyways, so we put a Sharpie in her ass. Wait, anecdote. Our first listener email ever was, yeah, about, it was about a Sharpie in an, in an a asshole. A Sharpie in the butthole. <laughs> and they and they were like, honestly, it feels pretty nice. So <laughs> it just adds a little extra, a little something, something. So like that was, that came to mind. And like he was like scrambling, like had never considered putting something in your butt. And then um, one of my other friends told me, <laughs> about a girl he had sex with who her kink was like pretending to be a cat and I was like like a furry and he was like no like not quite a furry so I don't know where the line with furries are haven't done that much research I'll be honest um but like pretended to be a cat while they had sex like meowing and shit yes so i just kind of stared at him and then he's like would you like to know more and i was like mm-hmm. yes i i, I need to absolutely would like, like to know more <laughs> and, then, and then i was like so like how did this happen and then he's like well she was wearing cat ears and then i was like so like what did she do and then um he was like, she would like 
meow and like purr if I was like petting her. <laughs> and I was like, did she like lick her paws and clean her ears? And he was like, yes. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, all I'm gathering from this is she must be pretty fucking hot for you to like be cool with that. And then he was like, honestly, yeah. And then I was like, I wonder what my hot threshold is. You know, like I wonder oh, yeah, where my hotness peaks at, like of like what I would be allowed to get away with. <laughs> oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you were thinking like how hot would a guy have to be for you to like be down with him <laughs> to be a cat. like that. Yeah. I well, so I think women are more likely to be flexible about something like that of like, uh, like the time I ate ass. I was like, you know, I'm never going to see this guy again, but that's what he wants. You know, Good for I you, was like, I was, I was pretty intoxicated. Yes. I was very intoxicated. I want to, we... <laughs> okay. Anyways, I want to preface this. I don't want to ever, ever, ever kick shame. Nobody mm -hmm. on this podcast ever wants to kink shame. No. You're into what you're into. But if you think about it objectively, like how, I don't want to say strange. You get what I'm saying? Like if somebody comes at me like any sort of animal and is really committed to the bit like that, I have, it's like your I puppy would girl feel, Jenna. I would just feel really uncomfortable because in some way it would feel like bestiality. Mm-hmm. And then also I'd want to be like, how did this become sexual? Is it like a taboo and thing? Like, is that what's hot about it? And like, do you, are you attracted to animals? I don't know. That's where my brain can't really like figure it out. So if you're a furry, we would love to have you on the podcast <laughs> because I mean, I, I don't think it's like, we're definitely not kink shaming. It's we just, just don't not understand. So yeah. It. It's not something we understand. And I also think, most people are not furries. Yes. Most people do not want to act like a an animal. But it's it's when having sex. like your puppy girl Jenna where mm -hmm. like they're from what she says or at least what I've seen her say is that there's no like trauma involved and there's not anything like about it being a dog. It's just like she's always found comfort in acting like a dog. So it's like but like sexually yeah, that's I'm, where it that's what I want to know thing. Like, where it gets to that point just, of like, yeah, yeah I want to be a cat while you fuck me. <laughs> I want to reiterate if you are a furry and you and you feel comfortable telling us about yes, it. Yes, please tell us. We are never going to judge you for it. We're kind no, of we're being I'm very so light curious. about it. We, have, we don't know anything about no, it and no. we would love to and we always want to understand all of this so and we could look it up us. we could look it up but also if like you if you have furry experience yes or are furry or even just have like this kind of like pet kink we want to hear about it i saw we want to know more a furry convention walking down the street uh two weeks ago uh. i just remember just now it was like you know when you remember I think maybe a, dream a furry the the like it's not just a kink it's like a lifestyle it seems like it um but uh, anyways this was just to say that i think women are kinkier than men i and I think women are a little more open-minded to like being down to do something if it like gets them off. But then also that's an interesting take. We've also been like so socialized to be like, yes, sex ends when the man comes. Mm -hmm. 
So we're not really taught to like value our own pleasure. That's so true. This so is, that's, that's really interesting. Now that you're saying this, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about like how many guys I've had sex with since I've been like curious about BDSM and how none of them know anything about it. And like, that's a very small sample size. I haven't had sex with like 300 men. BDSM is so broad and so many people are into it. Yes. Like you can at least have like a high level like knowledge. And none of them have. Like every guy that I've, I asked a dude the other night if he has any kinks and his reaction, like kinks, that BDSM is a kink. Mm -hmm. And his reaction was like, well, I mean like, no, because like I don't like he was thinking of kinks as like a like a taboo thing, like dressing up as a baby, you know, and I'm like, mm, <laughs> no, that's like a that's like a taboo kink, like a taboo fetish, you know, but like yeah. kink can be like choking like it doesn't need to be like a big thing. I think people confuse kink and fetish mm-hmm. a lot. I agree. Fetish is something that you need mm. to get off. But a kink is something that just like, yeah, like escalates how uh, turned on you are, yeah. I would say. I don't know. I'm just, I just really. And you're like, I really listen, just be thrown around. I just want to be a little submissive rag doll mm-hmm. and for you to make me call you sir or daddy. You put my head through the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> daddy. Sorry. Daddy. Sorry. <laughs> daddy. Sorry. <gasps> Y'all, I can, we can say this now. I remember we were always so like concerned about like talking about like even celebrities on the pod. Um, how do you say his last name? Rebier? Rebier, yeah. Mark Rebier. I posted his, he's such a fucking fox. He is so hot. There's something that is so, I think it's just because he's so hypersexual that it makes him so hot. Because if I saw him walking down the street, he's an attractive dude. He's attractive. He's smart and he's confident. Yep. And he just doesn't give a fuck and I fucking love it. And um, I posted him on my story saying that, Daddy, sorry. <laughs> Daddy, sorry. Daddy, sorry. <laughs> and he sent me the kissy face back. Oh, my God, Liz, I didn't tell you the end of this conversation. I talked to him, like, for, like, a little, a tiny bit more. And it was, like, so, honestly, the most mortifying conversation I've had in my life. I've been there. So he was, <laughs> Quite literally. I was, like, manifesting you, blessing us in Seattle soon. And he was, like, I was just there two days ago. <laughs> I was like, hm. yeah, I knew that. Yeah, but you weren't in my mouth. Yeah, that's what I meant by in Seattle, Mark. Get with it. No, but he he was like, um, he was really sweet about it. He was like, oh, yeah, I would love that. I was just there two days ago. Like, you know, like I would love to come back. And I was like, oh, so I was like, Fuck. what? What venue? Oh, I see you're at the show box. Love that place. Hope, hope we treated you well. And he read it and did not respond. And so I am now a ghost of myself. I died yesterday it was sad mark i've been there if i end up sending this clip to you on twitter <laughs> i would like another <laughs> I've never, do you think it's I've okay for me to fumbled that badly in, in dms ever for me to share mine oh 100 percent. i think enough time has gone by you that- brought it up on the first that was our first introduction to like the blue checkmark conversation yeah. on this podcast Please share. Um, I have been <laughs> left on red by my <laughs> too. <laughs> like almost this time last year. That's true. Yeah. Well, together we have a full relationship with him. <laughs> I yeah exactly. <laughs> together we've kissed Mark. Mark Rebier. 
<laughs> but I had tweeted at him like, women want a man who will say grace before eating our ass or something. That was a very, that tweet performed well. It did. <laughs> and then, and that was honest, it was in response to something that he, like a bit he did. Yeah. Uh, when he was doing like all of those like live streams, <laughs> peak pandemic when we're all like de- desperate for content. Uh-huh. So I had like referenced that and then it blew up because a lot of people hadn't seen that. And then I had my Instagram linked in my bio on Twitter. So he clicked it and he like watched my stories and then I watched his stories. And then he said something about like silly last names. And I was like, does that apply to me? And then he said something. I don't know. I should look at I I can't remember what the conversation was. was And I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) I was flipping out. He is such a. And then I tried to flirt mm. with him again, and he just left, left me on red. But I'm I mean, sure people are. I'm sure so many people are getting at him all the time. Oh, for sure. Did you see the video of him in Vegas no. yesterday? Oh my god, there was a huge crowd there, and he was crowd surfing, and everyone was freaking the fuck out about him. And I was like, oh, also, Mark, yeah. one of these days. I also feel like he probably does not even have time to like message everybody. N- not even just message, date. just like date or hook up. I feel like he That's doesn't. Fine. It can be quick. Maybe he doesn't care. I don't know. <laughs> Let's make it quick. <laughs> do a, I'm a, if you want to be a two-pump chump, I got time for it. I'll work you <laughs> into my schedule. Um, he, him going to your Instagram from your Twitter is such a win. I would hold it on was to that a for win. forever. Remember, I don't know. I just, now I'm just thinking about when we were like, blue check marks in the DMs. And then yeah. now that feels like such a stupid thing. To it's like, so ridiculous. But when you're just a, a peasant as we are. Yeah. <laughs> You feel like hot shit. It's just so embarrassing to think about now. Like, cause like, oh, magic totally. man is a blue check mark. So is his friend that uh-huh. we were hanging out with. And uh-huh. they're just like, so they're just fucking dudes. normal. Yeah. yeah. Which obviously I think that we always knew that they're just like people, but it was still like when we we're starting out, we we're like, fuck yeah. Fucking one of the LA Someone Dodgers. Like people are talking to all the time. Noticed me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of all oh, of the me. peasants they could notice was me it's a cinderella moment yeah hell yeah where you're like oh my god (laughs) i've never felt special in my life (laughs) that's not true (laughs) i was once on the news as a child oh for what so uh they were interviewing children about voting oh in the election so they were like can you explain voting and I was like, yeah, so you get to vote for, um, so let's say there's like two people like George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, only presidents I knew. At, That's like really the only presidents in, I still know. Yeah, in first grade, those were the only presidents I knew. Yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> and then you pick which one you want to vote for. But there, sh- there is more than two. There, I mean, but, <laughs> but when you're a child... But then also in America, there might as well only be two. Word. When dog shit. George Bush and Al Gore were running against each other, my elementary school, these fuckers, they, they told us that Al Gore and George Bush were coming to our school and they were like getting us so fucking hyped. And it was just fifth graders dressed as <laughs> George Bush. We were all so disappointed. That's really why, funny. Why would they? That's amp us really, up like really that? fucking funny. And I voted for Al Gore. I didn't even, I just didn't like the, before I knew anything about politics, I just didn't like the fifth grader that was playing. <laughs> 
George Bush. So I was like, like I want Al Gore to win. And look at us now. Yeah. Anyway, here's an email that we got from one of y'all's. Hey, Amelia and Liz. Gonna be super awkward if I got the email address wrong and this isn't you. LOL. <laughs> that would be hilarious if one of these ended up in just someone <laughs> random's inbox. I discovered your podcast relatively recently and was really sad when I realized I'm up to date and can't catch up anymore because I've zoomed through them literally so quickly. I love you guys. Love you. I have been going through a bit of a weird time with my relationship lately and wanted to get your take on it. Some quick context. I'm bi, but super inexperienced, especially with guys. The country I live in is not the same as the one I study in, and I suffer with some quite intense mental health stuff. Relatable. I, 19 female, have been dating an amazing girl age 21, officially for a bit over two months now, but talking since March. It was very quickly apparent that we were not going to be just friends, but the country was in lockdown, so we couldn't meet for ages. With her, I'm the happiest I've been in a long time and feel comfortable with myself, comfortable and myself. Now the school year is starting for me. I've flown back to uni, making us long distance. Because of this distance, we decided to open our relationship a little. This was something I had intentionally mentioned. Oh, sorry. Skirt. This was something I initially mentioned a few weeks ago, not expecting it to lead anywhere, but she brought back up recently asking if we could actually arrange that. We set out some guidelines so that we could both stay comfortable, and essentially we are romantically exclusive, but we are going to sleep with other people. I had sex with a guy for the first time the other day, with an exclamation mark in parentheses, and I agree with that placement, <laughs> sticking to all of our rules, etc. and I think it's fair to say that shit hit the fan. Clearly my girlfriend was not happy with the non-monogamy as we both thought, but instead of it being an adult conversation of like, actually, no, I don't like this, it became a barrage of accusatory questions, childish remarks, and pointed comments on her social media that felt like they were aimed at me. Ugh. She didn't even seem to care whether I was okay having had sex involving a penis for the first time. She has since apologized for how unfairly guilty she made me feel. I have no issues stopping the non-monogamy thing, but the way she dealt with it has raised a lot of red flags in my head. I would love to hear you guys' take on this. Am I overthinking things or am I being low-key a pushover by staying with her even though I've now got these doubts? Sorry, this was a bit longer than planned. No, it's okay. Even though this is the short version of the story, as I said, I would love to hear your opinions on my situation, but equally totally get that you probably received tons of emails like this. Ever a fan? We've never received an email like this. Nope. And also, it is such a good conversation to have on the podcast. Um, Since I just talked, I'll let you go first. (laughs) There's a lot to unpack here. Yes, um, I don't think you're being a pushover because you obviously care about your girlfriend yeah. and you want to be with her, mm-hmm. presumably, especially in a romantic context. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But for her to act like she also didn't consciously make this decision with you to be non-monogamous, um, like... I say I think that's my problem with it is like she it, it's not like just you doing this. She also played a part and gave you permission to do this. And I also think maybe she wasn't prepared to feel that way, to feel jealous mm-hmm. or didn't think it would happen this way. Um, and that's that's not to say her feelings are invalid. Right. She also just needs to have ownership over like she played a hand in how this ended up making her feel. Yes. And um, she's allowed to be hurt. There is no way either of you could have predicted that. When I was 19, I like wanted to be in a relationship. So I get that. But like in hindsight, I'm like, 
I wish I had just not cared about being in a relationship at all. Yeah. During that entire like college period. Mm -hmm. But I mean, tons of people stay together through college and after. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you'll know what's right for you. Yeah. I'm only speaking from my own perspective, obviously, but, um, it's, it's obviously up to you if you care about this person enough that you want to stay with them, uh, in a romantic context because like, yeah, you clearly like care about each other, but right. And I don't think that makes you, you you called yourself a pushover in the email. I don't think that that makes you a pushover. I think that that just means you you, care about another person. Right. I don't think that that you're a, and I understand why you would feel that way, uh, but you're not, um, yeah, I I always say, I haven't in a long time on the podcast, that gut feelings are guardian angels. And if your gut is telling you that this is a red flag that you should really pay attention to, then you should maybe look into that. I'm not saying like that means break up with her. It, it might, but that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I agree with everything that you said. And also what it could be, where the anger could be stemming from, is maybe she thought that she was going to have a lot more success with opening the relationship up and hooking up. And then you yeah. actually getting there and her not could have, it could have just been like a jealousy thing. It's like, it's like in breakups, you don't want to be the second one to move on. Yeah. It's that kind of situation where it's like, you know, she was the one that initially brought up non-monogamy. So she really, again, her feelings are valid, but like she's not really allowed to be mad. Like that was something that you talked about. My understanding is the writer was the one who initially brought up non-monogamy. And then her partner was the one who was like, Actually, let's circle back. Like, yeah, I brought it back. Up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's not like that's fair. you that's were fair. like pushing her for exactly. it. You know, she was the one that was like, actually, that does sound kind of good. So it's like she could have just never brought it up again if that was something that she was uncomfortable with and she wanted to try it. And so some people are way better at separating sex and feelings. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this so many times. I'm not able to do that, but yeah. I think. Like, similarly, you are the perfect example of someone who can maintain a relationship with someone while also dating other people. Mm-hmm. Um, because not to say you're in a relationship right now, but you do have someone that you see pretty often. Yeah. And, like, have romantic feelings for. Mm-hmm. And those are mutual feelings between you two. And you've admitted, like, this it kind of context requires so, so much intentional communication. Yeah. And I just like thinking about myself at 19 and 21, I did not have the emotional maturity to deal with anything like that. Oh my God. Me neither. Are you kidding? I No way. I would have fallen the fuck apart, but yeah, with they're, the- they're handling it way better than <laughs> yeah. either of us would have. Um, and that's because the youth are smarter now <laughs> than we were. God, the world's different now. <laughs> Kids uh, these days. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, like the intentional communication and like still, so squints is the one I know mm-hmm. you're talking about. And we, like we have talked about like not being exclusive, not being um, like in a relationship. We're not like boyfriend and girlfriend. It isn't even an open relationship. We're just like chilling. And still, I know that, like, if I were to find out that he was seeing another person, I would be like, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, it would hurt. It would hurt, but it wouldn't be like, I couldn't be mad about it because, like, yeah. okay, like, we've talked about that. That's something, and I'm comfortable with that. It's not mm-hmm. like I'm saying that to, like, be cool. Like, I've agreed to it. I've circled back, circled back on it, like, this person's 
girlfriend did like because I think that that's a good setup for how we are now and so that's what we mean like her feelings are valid blah 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 but it doesn't mean that you're in the wrong like I think that she can be valid in how she's feeling and you can also be in the right you've had a conversation about it you did exactly what you needed to do of like setting guidelines out yeah I really don't think either person is wrong here. I don't think so either. I mean, I don't think um, her girlfriend handled it the best. Yep. Um, but I think that, like, you know, her feelings were hurt and she wasn't anticipating that. So mm-hmm. can't really predict it. 100% should have been communicated. Like, mm-hmm. instead of, like, you know. Lashing out. Yeah. Passive aggressively online. So I think the the bottom line of all of this is, is, like, I understand why your girlfriend's upset and you did nothing wrong. Yeah. And both um, of those things could be true. Listen to your gut. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not a pushover. Yep. And it's a really complicated position to be in. Mm-hmm. That's going to require a lot of communication. I like in whatever you decide. Like if you decide you do still want to be non-monogamous, or if you decide to be exclusive. Yes. It's because. This also seems like something that has probably hurt enough to be used as like an accusation or a defense or a reason to not trust you or something like that. Yeah. So it's just going to require so much communication and trust and transparency. Yeah. And you can decide to work through it and decide, you know, in a month that it's actually not working for you, you know, just Mm kind of like take it day by day. Like, I feel like that's easier said than done. I'm just like, see where, you know, the river takes you. But really, like, just take it day by day because, like, nobody likes feeling how your girlfriend's probably feeling right now. So Mm. that's something that she needs to work through because, again, it's not, you didn't do anything wrong. So it's, like, kind of on her to, like, work through it. And maybe she can get through it. And maybe you can, like, continue on with this non-monogamy setup and she can work through, like, those feelings and whatever. But, like... If you want to give it a go and make it work, you're always going to be wondering if you end it, you're going to be wondering, like, what if I just kept trying if you aren't 100 percent ready to cut your ties? You know, so just keep following what your gut is telling you. Follow your heart, follow your brain and it'll be okay. That's a really shitty situation because really you did everything. What it sounds like from what this email said, you did everything that you need to do for an open relationship setup. Also like, how are you going to predict how it's going to go down? There's no way to know. Yeah, there's, there's no way to know until you try it mm-hmm. and y'all tried it and it wasn't great. Right. <laughs> but that doesn't mean, I don't know. Like I know non-monogamy can get really complicated and messy. I, re- I remember we were talking about it and you always had the impression that there isn't jealousy involved but there is. There's so much jealousy involved in yep. polyamory and yeah. non-monogamy. Yeah. And so. I hadn't realized that until I was really reading about polyamory because it's like it doesn't you don't just like turn off that part of your caveman no. brain of jealousy. You know, mm-hmm. that's a, that's such a normal human emotion. It's just like how you manage that jealousy is the difference. I get jealous of people my boyfriend has hooked up with in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't something I experienced when we first started seeing each other because like you're not as emotionally invested in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You're just like having fun. And it's kind of one of those things where you're like, this is great right now. And like I'm having a good time and like I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm just going to like ride this beautiful wave. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get more and more invested and you fall in love. And then you're like, I am crying, throwing up, thinking about 
you being in a relationship four years ago. Yeah, before you even knew I existed. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? But yeah, I mean, were you so nice, natural. as nice to her as you are to me? <laughs> I hope so, but also... I hope you weren't. <laughs> I hope that you're a little bit nicer to me. <laughs> it's like that Olivia Rodrigo song, Happier. Yeah. It's yeah. so real. You're like... <laughs> you're not allowed to be happy with anybody. I know that you me. dated other people, but like... You hated them, right? You hated them, right? Yeah. I feel like I turned into Lola from uh, Big Mouth. (laughs) I'm just like, who the fuck is this? That's so relatable, Liz, I dated her six years ago. Okay. And (laughs) why is she alive? Yeah. Why is she alive? (laughs) Why aren't you... toxic and awful to her no i'm just kidding there's just like something stupid in your brain that's like gonna do that that's that's i it's it feels evolutionary like it feels like a biological thing yeah well and when you make a conscious choice to be together instead of feeling like oh i might as well settle i gotta settle down right that's it's way better to be like i made this decision Mm -hmm. and i'm like fucking stoked about it yeah when you make it consciously versus instead of like feeling pressured, it's just more satisfying. <sighs> love is so beautiful. <laughs> Since I've like stopped being so jaded about love, I'm so excited to fall in love. Oh, I texted Amelia today and I was like, have you ever thought about how like you're someone's the one? And I hadn't. And I was like, <gasps> oh my God. I hadn't thought of that either until recently. I was like, I am the one to someone that's so beautiful fuck is he stupid fucking idiot where are you come fucking find me um do we need a sex fact (gasps) of the week oh my god we do wow good memory Uh, all right warm up those pipes while i find a sex fact what you gonna do with all that sex (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i love that are we going through a rebrand what you going to do with all that sex? All oh, that sex fact of the week. <laughs> I'm going to make, make, make you read. Make you read the sex fact of the week. We can't go back to our old song. I like that it's something different every time. It's true. There's always different ad libs. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me find one. I did a real weird dance with that one. That was beautiful. If you're subscribed to us on Patreon, you fucking yeah, know. Yeah, you saw my weird chicken hand dance. That was, I, I'm honestly inspired. Sex fact of the week. Sex. <laughs> we snapped at the same time. Sex fact of the week. Sex fact of the week. Ah, Sex fact of the week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I've been practicing my beatboxing. Liz's beatboxing is much better than mine. I feel I'm just doing up. boots and cats. Boots and cats and boots and cats. Boots and pants and boots and cats. Ooh. <laughs> That was pretty, honestly, I'm inspired and jealous. Okay, this is what womenshealthmag.com says. I don't know if there's any credence to this. I'm just reading. Lesbians have the most orgasms. That's, Makes sense. Yeah. Um, sorry, straight ladies. Well, well, what about 
what about the the bi ladies the pan ladies sorry people having sex with penises yep that's what it should say yeah sorry straight ladies when it comes to crossing the finish line lesbians are coming in first a study that looked at the relationship between sexual orientation and orgasm occurrence found that heterosexual women climaxed 61.6 percent of the time while homosexual women climaxed 74.7 percent of the time and bisexual women climaxed 58 percent of the time Hmm. interesting that's the lowest um but then the, the fact under it is hilarious other random characteristics can up your orgasm odds too who else joins lesbians on the list of those having the most orgasms? Redheads? Republicans? No! Android no. users? And older women, to name a few. Hell yeah. Android it's users? It's nice to think that I'm going to be having more orgasms the older I get. Hell yeah. Mr. Liz is an Android user. Can Liz I get an Ao? Ao. <laughs> it's interesting that Republicans have more orgasms. What? Just like thinking about the fucking flag. But which, <laughs> yeah. But what, uh, like, uh, fucking guns. What Republicans? Dudes? It doesn't say. Just as Republicans. And Android users and redheads. It's mm. very, in- those are interesting stats. There's a, mm. there are studies linked. If you want to read more about that, womenshealthmag.com. Orgasms in a relationship or solo? Mm-hmm. That's a follow up question I have. That's an interesting follow up cue. Yeah. There feels like it feels like there needs to be like some more like controlled variables in these kinds mm-hmm. of studies, but that those are some those are some hot topics. Yeah. Interesting. HTs. Interesting. Well, well, we love you. We love you. We love you. Oh. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm making this really hard for you to harness. I'm I'm just letting you do your thing. Oh. <laughs> Knowing that you're watching me and saying it's impossible. I'll close my eyes. Okay, okay. <clears throat> we love you. Our children. I got the Mariah ear going too. <laughs> going Hell in the yeah, high note. With the soprano. <laughs> Anyways, nice. bye. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.